Sean Salisbury from Sports Talk Radio 790 down in Houston. Sean, good afternoon, and, and, and let's begin by talking some Houston Texans. What was your take, and, and what was the media in general's take when when uh, the uh, the PR lady, Amy, I believe it's Pausick, was, uh, was let go because she was not a cultural fit? Well, that the cultural fit has the problems in the front office and ownership, not with her. There, normally you can tell and judge somebody by the way people uh, talk about them when they're out of a building. But they talked about Amy the same way she was in the building. Professional, uh, great person, difference maker, top shelf, uh, everything. The players, people that, people that don't work with her every day, people in other organizations, people in organizations, players she used to work with in other cities. It's, it's obvious. Now, I, I, I dare you to go find the same thing said about Cal McNair and Jack Easterby. You can't because if this organization actually had the same style and approach to their job as Amy Palsic had to hers, we wouldn't be two and seven and you wouldn't be going through all this looking for a general manager and a head coach. I'm serious. So uh, everybody holds her in the highest regard. So the show, I, I, Amy will be employed again when she wants to. And I would imagine after what she's had to go through here from a hurricane and being the out in front of that to all this and coaching changes and the rest of it and carrying a bunch of stuff on her shoulders. I would imagine she deserves a long vacation, but when she's ready to go back to work, there will be teams standing in line and maybe other businesses standing in line to hire her. So uh, it's been the reaction we've had here in Houston for a lot of situations, some against the organization, but with her, there's not one person who I saw, watched, listened to, read, heard, tweeted about that had anything but, but glowing praise for Amy Palsic. So she deserved better and, quite frankly, will get better. I'm going to assume, then, that you guys were surprised when this went down. Oh, the whole, yeah, everybody is. I mean, nobody saw it coming. So, And I, I'm not quite sure what cultural difference means. It means that she was a Bill O'Brien, that she worked hand-in-hand hand with Bill, and that since Bill's no longer here, culture – I mean, you, normally you could tell if somebody doesn't fit when, other, when half the people are saying, well – she didn't worry. We didn't like the PR part of it, or maybe she didn't support the coach or the front office of the ownership. She was she was upstanding all the way across. I, I don't know one person, and I mean one, that knows her and or is acquainted with the way she went about her business that doesn't hold her in the highest regard, and that speaks volumes for her and, quite frankly, speaks volumes. Now, they're entitled to hire and fire whoever they want. They're the organization. They can do that, but I don't know why you hire good people, but the problem is this is the same organization that traded the best receiver in football for a second-round pick and an aging running back that now it's hurt but also a backup. So there's nothing – you can't be shocked by it. I mean, I mean, well, surprise and like, what? After you really weigh it, you say, oh, well, look who's in charge. Of course, yeah. Yeah, you know, Sean, I thought maybe you might lead the charge after you saw that reception by D-Hop on Sunday. I thought you may lead the charge of guys to go fire Bill O'Brien again. Just go down there and fire him again for making oh. a horrible trade. You know, <laughs> onto this situation. They tried with Jack- to stretch. People tried to <laughs> fire him again from his home wherever he is. I hate Bill O'Brien still. That's the way it was. That's a classic line by you. And, hell, as good as the catch was, the throw was even better. But we'll talk about that another time. No, we can't talk about that. But, Sean, I saw today Pro Football Talk came out with an article and said Jack Easterby is not going to be considered for the general manager's job. You, you saw Bill, or, uh, Bill Belichick come out in the middle of the week or maybe as early this week to say, hey, you know what, this guy is not a personnel guy. Make no mistake about it. Do you, do you trust that? Do you trust he's not going to be the general manager there? 
No, I don't trust it yet because too, there's too many conflicting reports. You know, Ian Rappaport comes on my show on Wednesday last week. Throughout this past week, he had broke it that they're considering it and the bridge of Romeo Cornell because I'm not quite sure we can play football and, and tackle players and celebrate touchdowns, but they may not be able to interview a candidate because of COVID. Stop it. Okay, just, just stop it. I, I don't, well, if you don't hire Eric Bieniemy or whoever else it is, Joe Brady or Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer, I got news. Somebody else will. So that, 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 let's put that aside. That's just absurd. But with with all that's going on, I, I don't trust it yet because I'm not sure that Cal McNair, quite frankly, has knows his own direction. You know, when you got a corn ferry search committee looking for the general manager and they're paying them to do that a lot of money, I'm sure. Um, Jack's not a personnel guy. Belichick said it. We all have a pretty good idea that he is a guy who's really good with people in the building. I guess I don't know Jack, but. Uh, I, and I don't know his, but just from past people that Belichick saying it, that he's like been a chaplain and, you know, he can lead and hire Joe Olstein as his assistant and they can lead the team in prayer, which we all need. But I got to have a football guy make football decisions. Seriously. Right. Bottom line, I got to have a football guy who knows personnel who then will take it and go hire the head coach because he knows personnel, knows how to put a scouting department together, understands uh, you can't treat every player the same, rules the same, but they all different and understands personalities has a background in it, and then Jack can oversee and PR it and be the face of it and talk and sit there and thumbs up those things and be good in the building with character and all that. But when it comes to football, give me a football guy, and then when you're, when you're the general manager, hire me a football guy. I don't, I'm, I don't trust it yet, Stretch. I don't. But, I, but to, to hear that like I did today at least tells me, please stick to your guns and do this and go find a real football guy who understands the business in and out and knows who to hire. That's what we need. We don't need a we need a guy who knows football, not a guy who understands that you know shaking hands and kissing babies. That's fine and dandy, but that doesn't win games. Yeah, well, let me, Sean, and, 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 and expanding on that. I mean, if let, let's just say that the Texans decide to hire Sean Salisbury as the GM. I mean, doesn't that entire organization, with the way they've handled the PR situation, with what they've handled lately and how they've done things, doesn't that entire organization need a I mean, it seems like they need a clean-out down there. And I'm talking about oh. Alpha to Omega clean-out. Uh, we get the full scrubbing uh, uh, stretch there. And that, no means, and, that, and that means with a loofah in the tub. You know how that, that works. That, yeah, 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 on your back and right on the thighs, getting the, your, your toes, all of it. And then right. get a pedicure and manicure when it's all done after you cleaned your toes. You're exactly right. I am with you. Now, they're not going to hire me, but I can promise you this, because there's a 1,000 guys more qualified I'm more qualified than the guys running the office now. I'll promise you that when it comes to the football side of it. I don't want the job. I got a good job. I know I know a few people that would be great at it. You and I both do. So, um, I, to me, but if you are going to keep some people like Jack Easterby, which is fine, I like to see people fired, but if you're going to keep guys like that in the front office, and first of all, you got to empower the general manager, Stretch, you know this. You've been on professional football teams and college teams. That guy's got to have the power to hire a scouting department to get his pro personnel and those people in, in line and to do all, and to have to hire the head coach. He's got to have the power. And then Cal McNair signs off on it with how much they're going to pay him. He signs it in the way he, he decides because that's his guy. Then they're attached at the hip like Lynch and Shanahan. And if that quarter coach sucks for four years, that general manager's out the door with him because he hired him. So I like accountability. I want that. So if they're going to keep pieces in the front office, when the general manager walks through the door, it has to be real simple. And Cal McNair needs to grow the set and tell him he is in charge. He's making all football decisions. There is no committee. It's the general manager. 
The rest of you deal with it. And the ones that don't, train leaves at 3 o'clock, man, and it stops in every city. <laughs> Talking with Sean Salisbury, and I know he talks he talks sports radio. And to hell with that. He's an ex-NFL quarterback <laughs> who understands how to run a huddle. He understands how to command a building. And if you can't hear that, and I appreciate that you're on sports talk radio, but m- more than that, this guy was an NFL quarterback and understands how to run a huddle, so on and so forth. Sean, let's shift gears a little bit. I, uh, You know, the Rocks, Rockets, I'm hearing about – James Harden walking away from just an astronomical amount of money, and now he's demanding a, pre- a trade. Westbrook's demanding a trade, and they're saying it's because of Fertitta and his political uh, allegiance to Trump, so on and so forth. The one thing I know about that, that I can say about Fertitta, I, I don't know him at all, but I know this, the casino business is, is not doing very well. The restaurant business is not doing very well. And for a guy to step up and say he's going to make a commitment to you and then you to say no, to me, speaks volumes about where that basketball team is. I mean, he's he's going to do it his way. I, I mean, if I'm understanding that right and reading between the lines, hey, Fertitta's going to handle this situation his way, correct? Well, he has his, all his businesses stretch. If he handles this, this is a shrewd businessman, and I know people that have worked with the Landrys, and Tillman Fertitta is a great businessman, and, you know, you can't control when a pandemic hits your business, but you are exactly right. To go through this, and then to say, oh, by the way, we'd like to make you a lifetime ass- of, you know, rocket, and we'll give you two more years onto this contract you already have, and we'll give you a buck three. Uh, you, you, if you turn out $103 million guaranteed for two years, you either got way too much money or something's wrong, or you want out bad. So I would imagine Tillman will run this like he's done his businesses, his way, and you can't give Harden away. Listen, uh, Harden's been great here, but he's got as many rings as you and I do in the Rockets. None. Okay? So that's one. I'm not in the Lifetime Achievement Award feel-good business. I'm not giving him to Brooklyn to get, to, 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 to get Spencer Dinwiddie and a couple other players back without bringing a haul. I, I, I need a semi-Herschel Walker deal if I'm going to give him to Brooklyn. If it's Sacramento that gives me four numbers, if, if Drew Holiday is getting three ones, i gotta get, I got to match that plus a couple players. This has got to be a, a half Herschel Walker deal if I'm shipping him. If it's Sacramento or Philly, you better believe I'm getting players. Now, people ask, well, is it, is it too damaged? James saying he wants out. James has been good. You know that goes. Go score 40 in the first two games, and everybody will forgive you. But there, there's feelings hurt, I know, by the fans. But Harden, I, I don't owe him. I sign, And Tillman paying them a lot of money so regardless of how they feel whether i don't know how deep this trump thing goes with them personally my boss i don't care who, who i don't care if my boss who he votes for if he's offering me a buck three he can vote for harry hatchet ass if he wants i just know that he's paying me his political affiliations have nothing to do with my approach so i don't know how many legs that has or if it does i can tell you this if harden turns this down it means he wants out the question is where he's going can he fit in there and if this team's going to rebuild with a new coach and their new general manager with Daryl Morey gone, you're going to have to gut it. If you're going to let James go, you probably got to rebuild it all. But I ask the question, does one go, two go, meaning Russ and James, or none go? I'm leaning towards minimum of one and even more so with two. I still don't believe that James Harden's going to be here, but I'll take him. The guy can score. The question is, do players want to play with him knowing that you're going to do a lot of standing around, but he's going to get his 35 and he's a hell of a player. 
<laughs> is it getting put put any better than that? Harry Hatchet asks, you know, down here in the Bible Belt, Sean, we better say, <laughs> can we say H squared now? We'll just refer to it, and then they can look it up on the H squared. Hey, going back to football quickly now, I, I, I know that, you know, you obviously the, the, the throw that Murray made was unbelievable. You've been a quarterback in the league for a long time and played up in, played up in the CFL where you had to throw that lampshade for a football. But for him to be able to contort his body that way and throw that ball 55 yards, I mean, I know you, you've coached a lot of young quarterbacks. I mean, to me – I don't. I'm done asking about or caring about how tall he is. That guy is an electrical football player, and he is magical to watch. Yes, uh, stretch. I went back and his last year at Oklahoma because I thought, well, is he a baseball guy? What's he going to do? I didn't. You know, I'd watched him and I'd seen a lot of his throws. And then I went back honestly before the draft, and they had Rosen, and I, I watched four games, rewatched them, and, and I watched all of them, and I watched every throw he made, and I said. We can't miss on this guy. Stop with the, well, is he durable? He hasn't been hurt. Uh, does he win? He's always won at every level he's played on. The only knock against him was he transferred. And I said, everything he does, arm, the ball comes out. Let me see him against the competition. And I had convinced myself, and I go on in Arizona every week, I said, you got to get rid of Rosen. You, you just do, and you gotta, you got to draft this guy with Cliff there, and you got to run with it. He's going to be an MVP in the league at some point. I'm just telling you. I think he is dynamic. I think he, he gets skinny on the runs. He's pretty, He's accurate. And he doesn't even know how to play yet as far as reading coverage. And he will. I think he's fabulous. To make that throw stretch, I couldn't have made that throw in seven-on-seven versus air, okay, Uh, with seven-on-seven personnel. And they just stood there and watched. He's going to his left, has to evade the rush, falling into the stands with his team on that sideline. And to be able to get enough right fire to fire his right side to get the ball. And if he throws it flat, that ball's knocked down. If he throws it too high, they don't have to miss time to jump and maybe make a play. He threw it as if Hopkins ran a 12-yard curl route, and he's going to put it high right in his hands. And the perfect trajectory, though, to get it over the other guy, but not too much air where guys could converge even though three were on him. The, the catch was awesome, but Hop makes those catches all the time. The throw, uh, you won't see a better throw all year than that, period, whether it's against I'd... air or not. I don't know. I'd bet on you in your day. I've seen you in a pair of shorts and then bowling ball calves you got. You might have been able to get up on your toes and let it All right, I could make the two. throw once out of 10. He may make a nine out of 10. But those tight John Stockton shorts, dude, I wore. I was off the charts with those things. Oh, man. I guarantee you. And, and, and had a yeast infection every other week. You were killing cranberry juice. I know what you were doing. I've seen it plenty of times. I know, I know the feeling. Hey, Sean, oh, we appreciate dude. you jumping on with us, brother. Thank you so much for jumping on today. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me, Beth. Appreciate it. There you go, Sean Salisbury.